the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Formative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good morning. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Whether it be stock market, whether it be annuities that you've bought, and maybe incorrectly, budgeting, planning, investing. You tell me. I've been sitting in for CFP Chad Burton's show recently. He does a show every day from 1 to 2 here on the station. I'm not a CFP. Where do I go with how do we talk about the markets? It is a dilemma. It is frustrating. It is wonderful, all wrapped into one. And what I mean by that is the Fed this week had a meeting, and he said what we ultimately wanted to hear, the job market's improving. And because of that, we'll start backing off shortly as it continues to improve. We'll start backing off from scenarios of us helping to economy doing its own little thing. I've gone through many corrections in my lifetime. I've gone through many down markets in my lifetime. I'm not freaked out by them. They're normal, and they're healthy, and it's not a bad thing. It's actually a very good thing to have corrections. I know you've probably heard the story one too many times, but I hate it. 2000 in San Francisco. Why did I hate 2000 in San Francisco, you say? Because everyone was making money. In the stock market, in the job market. And that created inflation. Hotel rooms that I used to book for, eh, suddenly were eh, plus 10%. Vacations that I used to go on that I was the only American speaking English, went from the norm to, hey, there's a lot of Americans here. 
So a good economy is not a bad thing. A bad market is not a bad thing. A bad economy and bad market is a bad thing. Markets response to the FOMC decision and Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke's press conference. It was ugly on Wednesday. On Thursday, it was really ugly. Just about everything other than the dollar got hit with the proverbial ugly stick. Stocks got hit. Bonds got hit. Commodities got hit. S&P 500 declined 2.5%. 10-year Treasury settled the cash session at 2.42%, up 23 basis points. Gold plunged 6.4%, all the way down to 12.86. Every sector fell at least 2%. Bloodbath, negativity, whatever you want to say. The intonation of the sell in May and go away couplet had some new resonance for people who sold in May. They went away. But May was up, and June was up, and then June got ugly. European markets up. Asian markets didn't completely freak out. Both very positive signs. No economic data today, none whatsoever. Oracle is in our corporate ledger. Not exactly the best news. They missed consensus expectations for earnings per share, basically by a penny, a one-tenth of one percent growth in revenue. That's anemic. So here's our oracle down today on that news. On another day, oracle's disappointment might have more influence, but today it's still... Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke. Broader market, how negatively it's reacted to the Fed decision on Wednesday. Will we have a happy ending? And much like when the Fed announced the end of QE1 and the end of QE2, the market sold off and then rallied. Will the end of QE3 be a sell-off and then a rally? If you think I have the answers, I don't. All I can tell you is that I, I believe, from what I'm seeing in economic data, back half of this year is looking better than the first front half of this year. What I'm believing is that this is an opportunity to get into the markets. S&P 500 up 7. Dow up 48. NASDAQ down 3. Gold is up 4 bucks an ounce. 10-year Treasury picking slightly higher. 2.42. Oil down slightly, sitting at $93.97 a barrel. Fill in Ben Bernanke's shoes. It's the demon unknown. Who's going to be the person who fills Ben Bernanke's shoes? We know that his tenure's up. We know that he probably wants to get back into the private sector. You and both, right? A lot of government politicians, they use the position for great pension as well as a launching pad into a great gig at a university. Aaron Brady. Who's Aaron Brady? 
Wait for it. Wait for it. Miss USA. Turns out that she's also an accountant. How hot is that, right? A chick that does math. And, and, she's got a thumb that moves in all directions. She was asked recently some tips on money, because she's an accountant, you're Miss America. She said, pay yourself first. That was her first tip. She said, my dad has always told me from day one that no matter what, how many bills I have, every time I get paid, always put something away. Whether it's $20 a week or $100 a week, always pay yourself you never know when you're going to be in a predicament when you need money. I know that we know we're going to be in a predicament where we need money in retirement. So you have to pay yourself first. She said, start saving as soon as possible. I know, you're saying Miss America said this? Holy snikes. Start saving ASAP. ASAP being as soon as possible. Open up Roth IRA or some other kind of retirement plan, ASAP. As soon as I got out of high school, I opened up Roth IRA, she says. I think a lot of kids my age are not educated on it. They don't realize the importance of saving now because you're going to be working forever. Who knows when Social Security is going to run out? You're going to make sure to be secure when you retire. you got to start saving ASAP. And she said, pay your debts first, which... I believe in paying off credit cards. I don't believe in paying off mortgages, so I slightly disagree with her. There's good debt and bad debt. Don't pay the minimum due on credit cards. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. In all things financial, money, investing, and more. I always have a seminar coming up around the corner. workshop. You can learn more at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in there. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in there. LeBron James celebrated the title last night by eating pizza on stage at a nightclub, standing next to Drake while he was rapping. That's kind of an awkward thing. It feels great. One look. <laughs> Excuse me. I got the black lung. One look at Tesla's new 90-second battery swap, and you'll see ultimately why people are starting to talk about Elon Musk as the new Steve Jobs. That's a bit extreme, but I see the comparisons. The company says the Model S... Drivers will be able to go to any service station this year and swap their depleted battery for a fresh battery for a price of $68. The whole process takes just 90 seconds. What's really cool is watching the presentation and seeing how a master presenter Elon Musk is. So I highly recommend you go to YouTube, search Elon Musk 90-second battery swap. Elon and Tesla have a car drive into the stage getting its battery swapped ultra-fast, while a video of an Audi driver filling up his gas tank plays in the background. Not only is the swap faster 
Tesla actually has a second driver come and get a battery swap on stage as well, making for just some insane showmanship. Basically saying driving should be different. It's the 21st century. Driving should be different. Tesla has an awesome, uh, what is it, icon? Business image? I'm not sure what you would refer to it as, logo? They actually sell a lot of shirts, a lot of clothing with their logo. I myself find Elon Musk to be a little bit too oily looking. But that's not going to stop me from saying he's done something very, very, very unique. And give him credit for it. Whether it be his solar power in the home concept. Whether it be his electric car or Americans going to space for, I hate saying this, poop and giggles. You know? Like, we're going to be able to do this. So says he. Anyway, what do you want to talk about? 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about today. Um, Market's trying to recover from a very, very ugly week. And so far it is. SP 500 is up 7. The Dow's up 48. NASDAQ down 3. A lot of people expect Janet Yellen to replace Ben Bernanke as the Fed chairman. Nothing is more difficult and therefore more precious than, than the ability to be able to decide. Do you think anyone said that? That was Napoleon Bonaparte. Napoleon. The French emperor in general is known for many things, but indecisiveness, indecision, non-decision, is not one of them. Sweet. It seems that many in the world of finance are anxiously awaiting the decision on the next Federal Reserve. I'm not. I deal with cards given, not cards that I want. When addressing the Fed's success debate, some commentators... They've gone as far as calling Bernanke the ultimate lame duck. Wow. Jeff Kilberg, founder and CEO of KKM Financial, said, Clarity. We need clarity, especially in the pits behind me. A lot of people believe it to be Fed Chair Jenny Yellen will ultimately tipped for the job in large part. She's got the experience. She will be the first female Fed president. But no one really has the ultimate answer. Yellen continues to pop up on the short list, including former Treasury Secretary Timmy Geithner and Larry Summers. We know that President Barack Obama likes to use people who've been loyal to him in cabinet positions. Both current and prior Fed players, such as Roger Ferguson, Alan Blinder, and Donald Cohn, all considered. So... I would be loath to think that Jenny Yellen is not going to be the choice. But I'm prepared in case she's not. She's considered incredibly dovish, i.e., she'll continue to keep the monetary policy easy. What has the monetary policy done in the last three years, four years? Rally this market to all-time highs. Is it the only thing that's done that? No. But I'm also not going to talk out the side of my mouth and tell you 
I'm not impressed with how well it's worked. Google admits it's crazy interview questions or a complete waste of time. They've given up on that. What would you do if you were shrunken down to the size of a nickel and put in a blender? That should be asked on a job interview. How much do you charge to wash all the windows in Seattle? Why are manholes round? So Google's going another way to saying, no, this is ridiculous. And they're trying to make sure that the public knows that this is ridiculous. What I find is ridiculous is that they're even addressing this New York Times article that basically called them out on it. I don't know. Something about that tells me, like, why react to that? Matt Lauer was recently asked if he ever gets mad at the New York Times representation and presentations of morning television and call him. He's like, no, I don't call him. So markets rebounding from yesterday's slide. Strength today in consumer staples and healthcare, weakness in financials and technology. Yesterday everything got clobbered today. Eh, not so much. I'm an earnings guy, so I don't really freak out about the quarter to quarter. I'm looking bigger picture. Bigger picture, I see jobs in America slowly coming back. Will we get to the point where we were in 2000? I sure as hell hope not. In 2000, that freaky dude who was odd, who had a twitch, was coming out of college making six figures. We don't need speculation right now. We need slow and steady job growth. I'm okay with it. Get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Welcome back in. Rob Black your money. I'm Rob Black. There's news that James Gandolfini died of a cardiac arrest, heart attack, age 51. Thousands of Americans remain at risk of a similar fate. Cardiac arrest takes way too many people. Resuscitation efforts in the ambulance and hospital failed. A heart attack may cause cardiac arrest and sudden death. Heart attacks are caused by a block that stops blood flow to the heart. Ultimately, what cardiac arrest is, it's a sudden loss of heart function. When the heart's electrical system basically malfunctions, that's why you get shocked. About 360,000 cardiac arrests are assessed by emergency medical services annually. About 715,000 people in America will have a new or recurrent heart attack this year. Average age of a heart attack is 64 and a half for men, 72 for women. What do we know about cardiac arrest? Is it the same as a heart attack? What do you think? The answer is no. 
term, the term heart attack is often mistakenly used to describe cardiac arrest, though a heart attack may cause cardiac arrest and sudden death. Terms don't mean the same thing. A heart attacks are caused by a blockage that stops the blood flow to the heart. A heart attack refers to the death of the heart muscle tissue due to the loss of blood supply. Cardiac arrest is caused when the heart's electrical system malfunctions. In cardiac arrest, death results when the heart suddenly stops working properly. It can be tied towards abnormal, irregular heart rhythms. Cardiac arrest could be reversed by CPR. It could be reversed by using a defibrillator. James Gandolfini, Jim Gandolfini, Tony Soprano, his weight contributed to the heart attack. Excess body weight raises blood cholesterol and blood pressure can induce type 2 diabetes. No one, no one should not know what a heart attack is, what heart disease is. I'm surprised by what state of ignorance people are in when it comes to things along these lines. A lot of heart attacks start slowly, mild pain, discomfort. Often people who are affected aren't sure what's wrong and they wait too long. Chest discomfort, very, 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 very obvious sign that you're having something wrong with your heart. Discomfort in the center of the chest that lasts more than a few minutes or that goes away and comes back. You may feel pressure, you may feel squeezing, you may feel pain, discomfort in other areas of the body, your arms, your back, your neck, your jaw, your stomach, shortness of breath. I once stood in line to board an airplane and there was a guy in front of me. I was doing a... I'm like, this guy's not going to make the whole flight. So you find yourself in a cold sweat, nauseous, nauseated. It's funny how many people use the wrong term. They say, say, oh, I feel nauseous. I feel nauseous. You're actually nauseated. It's like you don't feel toxic. You feel intoxicated. What's nauseous is pile of, of larva, of, of worm, of, you know, gross bugs. That's, that makes me nauseated. So if you find yourself in a cold sweat, nauseous, nauseated, or lightheaded, chest pain, discomfort, pop a couple aspirin, go see your doctor as soon as possible. So James Gandolfini, and I bring this up because, again, Tony Soprano, one of the greatest TV shows of all time, Time Warner, billion-dollar franchise. My favorite show is Breaking Bad. I jones for it. I'm pining for it right now. I know that there's only eight episodes left, and I'm going to be sad when it ends. The story told was beautiful. 
Walter White, ultimate bad guy. Without Walter White, or without Tony Soprano, there would be no Walter White. It's the anti-hero. Anyhow, May unemployment rates were down in 25 states. That's nice to see. The jobless rate was 7.6% in May, up from 7.5% in April. 21 states had rates significantly lower than the U.S. average last month. Or the don't. Some of the areas with the largest decreases in employment, Pennsylvania down 9,200, South Carolina down 7,700, Florida down 6,200. So the United States' May unemployment was 7.6%. Year over year, month over month, we look at these numbers. The year over year numbers are looking a little bit better, clearly, than month to month, because it shows you 12 months where we saw things slide. One year ago, California had an unemployment rate of 10.7%. Now it's 8.6%. In the last month, it's decreased by half of 1%. I know this is a lot of numbers, and numbers don't really translate terribly well into, into radio. But employment numbers trump anything else, in my opinion. Wall Street acts like, save the drama for your mama. I remember as a kid, and when I say as a kid, when I, I remember when I was first dating. I didn't like the people that were too dramatic. I'll even take it out of dating. I don't like my friends that are too dramatic. You know, like, dad takes away your car keys. Oh, my God, my dad took away my car keys. I'm a, I, I want to kill him. I want to kill him. It's like, okay, too much drama for me. I'm not that guy. What's funny is I work in a very dramatic day-to-day environment in the stock market. I was asking my producer yesterday. Uh, I did the Chad Burton show from 1 to 2, and I'll do it today from 1 to 2. I asked him, I said, um, does the down market affect you in any way, shape, or form? He's a radio guy. He makes radio money, which basically means he lives with his parents or pretty darn close to living with his parents, right? I said, did the down market down, you know, 300 points in the Dow, does it, do you get negative? Because he works with people in the financial community. And some people in the financial community, I assume, are freaked out and angry and upset. There goes the bonus for the month of June. I guess we're not going to vacation in July. And he said, no, not really. I don't have enough invested. And, you know, it's, no, no, not really. So most people are oblivious to this stuff. I'm not telling you to be oblivious. Consider it. So what's interesting, you know, I, I go back to that Tesla thing where you could swap batteries in 90 seconds. What was interesting about that presentation is, you know, it, it kind of got dropped on us that it's going to cost 60 bucks to swap batteries. Stations will, you know, start charging your battery and put your battery in someone else's car and, you know, the life of the battery doesn't really matter anymore. So basically a fill-up is 60 bucks now in your car, and a swapping of your battery, 60 bucks for your car, with, for your Tesla. I think that's the story behind the story, is that 
Okay, so it takes 90 seconds to get in and out of a battery store. Good presentation, Elon Musk. No one thinks it's going to be the reality, because once you start paying people to slot out batteries, they're going to go a little bit on the slower side, and their boss can say, why don't you shut up sell them some candy? Or something, right? Companies are bringing in big profits right now. I've changed the topic ever so slightly. Investors have gotten spoiled on that. You know, a company like Oracle makes billions of dollars even though revenue is not growing. S&P 500 companies reported a record quarterly profit in the first quarter of the year. Let me throw that out there one more time for you because we're in the second quarter now. S&P 500 companies reported a record quarterly profit in the first quarter, up 5.2%. Okay, so person who works at LPL Financial or person who works at Ameriprise, call me up and go, stock market is going to be set up for a big fall and Europe is falling apart and gold is sitting the bear market is going to ravage you. SP 500 companies reported a record quarterly profit in the first quarter. How is that? That beats everything else on Wall Street. It's about earnings. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Okay, so two things that are hitting me tragically this week. Is the end of the bull market now? Is it that Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke could be accused of, you know, once again being too honest? Cause the markets to overreact and get dramatic. No, it's not that. It's the Kim Kardashian and Kanye West named their kid Knorth. The kid's name is going to be Northwest with a K. Northwest. That's tragic. That kid is going to be mocked and humiliated. That kid has no chance at a normal life. That kid's going to end up in Dr. Drew's rehab show. Knorth? West? You name your kid for a point on a compass? Seriously. Anyhow and anyway, the Kardashian family has a thing with K names. I don't know. Not not for me. So the other tragic thing was James Gandolfini. Fifty one years old. He had plenty of money. Like, how come he didn't know he had a heart condition? He probably saw the signs, which is something I talked about in the first segment of the show. Is the, the second segment. Signs are pretty obvious. You have abnormal pain in your chest. You're nauseated and you're sweating. Those aren't normal conditions. So a spokesperson for the family said... He died of a heart attack. There was nothing in the system. I didn't even think of that 
When I first heard the story, I didn't go, oh, I bet Tony Soprano was doing coke. No, nothing in the system. And his family has to feel like they have to go out of their way to tell us that because obviously some people are going to assume that. That's a little tragic, right? It's almost like you have to tell your neighborhood kids, like, yeah, dad does coke, or dad doesn't do coke, and dad didn't die of doing coke. Something about that just sucks. That's all I can say. Just, It's not fair. It's not right. He had a huge income. At one point in time, he was making a million dollars an episode for Sopranos. Keep in mind, Sopranos was a paid television show. Cable television, right? Now, it's done very, very well in syndication, so it's maybe not as innocent or not as positive as a story as I could throw out there for you, but he was a high-paid actor. So... Hopefully, he had life insurance for the next 10 years. Some men can work past 60. Some men can't. Harrison Ford, I think, has hit a wall. Now he just looks old. Tommy Lee Jones just looks feeble. So you get to a point where you can't work. That's why you need life insurance. You need it till age 60, whether you're an actor or whether you work at Oracle or whether you're a salesperson for a radio station. You need term life insurance until you're 60. In theory, when you're 60, if you've used the cheap term life insurance, if you've saved 15% of your paycheck, in theory, you'll have enough money so that if you die, your spouse doesn't need your lifetime of income, which basically is set up for dwindling down from age 60 to 100. So, with that said... Do you kind of see where I'm going at with this? A little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Had James Gandolfini had a heart attack and cardiac arrest, and he was saved, the CPR worked. But let's say he didn't get enough blood in his brain for a minute or two, and he's just not be able to ever remember lines anymore. That's why you need disability insurance. If you get disabled, it covers your salary until you're 60, roughly, until you hit retirement. You might have some with work. It might not be enough. You need to look into this kind of stuff. And you know what? It sucks. Last night, watching the NBA Finals, getting you know a little warm in my belly with a little whiskey, Last thing in the world I want to do is talk about term life insurance. Last thing in the world I want to do is talk about life insurance. Or, oh, by the way, sugar booger, your, your stockbroker, which no one under the age of 40 has a stockbroker, your stockbroker forgot to account for taxes when he sold X amount of your, your shares of something, and the IRS contacted us today, and you owe a boatload of money. But you have to have those conversations. They should run smoothly. They should be mature. There's going to be some latent, non-intentional finger-pointing. Your stockbroker put our family in a bad situation. That's not what's being said here. It's being said, like, we've got a money issue. We owe the IRS some money. Or it's we 
are spending too much on a vacation, or we don't have term life or disability. What do you think about James Gandolfini dining? So yes, I'm going to use the death of Tony Soprano as a learning lesson. He died before he was losing his income. I would imagine that if he doesn't have life insurance, his family may have some hardships. I know you're saying he made a million dollars an episode. How could he have financial hardships? We don't know about his house. We don't know about his boat. We don't know about his, his kids' college funds. We don't know. There's a lot of things that we don't know if they were funded or not. Northwest. I like Jimmy Fallon's uh, tweet the most about James Gandolfini. He said, I miss him the most. Because there's this mad rush of, of celebrities saying how great of an actor he was. Again, why? Because he made the anti-hero cool. He made HBO relevant in a big way. Comedy is about being relatable. So is money. Teach calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. You're listening to Wall Street Business Network. Hi, Brian Recton with KDOW, letting you know about a beneficial and free 45-minute marketing seminar that we're conducting June 25th and 26th. During these presentations, you'll learn ways to increase sales and grow your business. You'll benefit greatly by attending one of these free seminars conducted by Karen Travis, a marketing expert. And just for attending, you'll be entered into a drawing for a $5,000 ad campaign on KDOW. Call 510-713-1100 now and confirm your seat. AM 1220 KDOW wants to give you some practical points on ways to save for your child's college education. That's why we're happy to bring you College Smart Radio, heard Saturdays at 3 p.m. A record 20 million high school seniors are expected to attend college next year. The competition for resources will be great. Discover your family's winning edge when it comes to financing a college education by listening to College Smart Radio with Beatrice Schultz, Saturdays at 3 p.m. on AM 1220 KDOW. A division of Salem Communications on the NASDAQ at SALM. Good morning, I'm Chuck Kamlick, CNBC Radio. The Dow is up 28 points, the NASDAQ down 9. Stocks trying to bounce back from a two-day drubbing that saw the Dow lose 560 points. Oracle's down about $3, close to 9%. Profits not as strong as hoped for. Fewer new cloud subscribers. Oracle also switching its listing from the NASDAQ to the New York Stock Exchange, the largest such switch ever. CarMax, 3% higher today. Profits rose more than expected because it sold more used cars at higher prices. CarMax, the country's biggest used car seller. Dish Network trading higher, giving up its efforts to buy either Sprint or Clearwire, so it won't be spending that $25 billion, and investors like that. Sprint down about 1%, Clearwire too. And Idenix is only a $5 stock, at least going into today. It's already lost a third of its value in just the past hour because it had to stop human trials of its hepatitis C drug on safety issues. I'm Chuck Kamlick. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. What's on your financial mind? You tell me. Is it Northwest? 
the new baby from Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, who is soon to be certainly on a stripper pole. No, 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 no. A, a song for a stripper pole. The North Pole. The North Pole. So, probably not going to be a fan of what, uh, the band One Direction. Southeast is the best direction ever. Northwest is just a fad. They named the kid Northwest because he knows what's up and to the left. Meanwhile, far, far, far away from the action, Apple Moses, Moon Unit, Shiloh, Sage Moon, Blood, Pilot Inspector. They're rejoicing because there's finally a kid with a dumber name than theirs. I just told you celebrity names for their kids. Shiloh, Sage Moonblood, Pilot Inspector, Apple, Moses, and Moon Unit. It's a heartless name, but it comes from heartless people. Anyhow, anyway, you're talking all things financial right here, right now. Filling Ben Bernanke's shoes is a question that some people have. What does tapering mean is another question. When will short-term interest rates rise? Why have mortgage rates risen? How high are mortgage rates going to go? I'm intrigued by the fact that quantitative easing 3 is being perceived as a market correction event as it winds up. And not the fact that it's winding up based on stronger employment. Stronger employment means people are going to have more jobs. People with more jobs are going to equal spenders, because Americans spend their paycheck. Spending our paycheck typically means that we support our economy. I know we're buying a lot of stuff that was made in Taiwan and made in China, for sure, for sure. But that still supports our economy. So I'm, I'm a little surprised that the media's latched on to quantitative easing three ending is bad. You know what's bad? It takes almost a trillion dollars of spending out of the calculation. But it was government spending, weaker dollar spending. So gold's been murdered. I want the people who are telling me that gold's going higher at 1900 to call the show, as it's now sitting under 1300 at 12, 1290 an ounce. All commodities suffered recently because of the stronger dollar statement of we're not going to print money to buy debt from the Federal Reserve. Knorth. Who would name their kid that? Who would fall in love with a reality star? Kanye. You rose to power based on, on rap music that was based on credibility. Who? Who? Who let the dogs out? Who would date a reality star? Anyhow and anyway, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Markets are rebounding from yesterday's bloodbath. 
The Dow and the S&P 500 continue to hover near their highs for the day. There's some pressure from Oracle. Oracle's numbers were pretty bad as far as revenue growth goes. Pretty good as far as bottom line goes. Software company is trading down roughly 8 to 9%. The company doubled its quarterly dividend, 12 cents a share. It announced that it expects to begin trading on the New York Stock Exchange under its current symbol on July 15. Goodbye, NASDAQ. So Oracle getting a little bit more respect in that thought. The NYSE is a little bit better than the NASDAQ as far as requirements go, exclusivity goes. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about 800-516-1220. There's not a lot of business stories out there today. Tesla showed how they can change your car battery in 90 seconds for 60 bucks, which basically means the time that it takes to fill up your car is roughly three-plus minutes. So you'll save part of your life swapping batteries to fill up your car with new juice. You basically have a depleted battery, and you get someone else's depleted battery, which has been charged. There's some leaked photos of the new iPhone. And the new photos aren't exactly big. It's a small phone. Apple's, Samsung's chief competition hasn't released a new phone since last fall. Apple hasn't released a phone since last fall. Oh, my. It looks like it's going to look exactly like the current iPhone. I think Wall Street would have a problem with that. Apple releases a new-looking iPhone. Next year, it follows up with a phone that looks exactly the same but has improved speed. We want some innovation here. There was the iPhone 3G, iPhone 3GS, the iPhone 4, the iPhone 4S, the iPhone 5, the iPhone 5S. So Apple's new ad campaign is not exactly intriguing. Designed by Apple in California. It's all about how Apple doesn't make a ton of okay products, just a few supposedly great ones. You still got to wonder if the consumer market's going to buy into a 5S. We want a bigger one. We want a smaller one. We want something, right? Change. Give us some options. Supposedly, the cheaper iPhone 5 that's going to be coming out, it's got some plastic on it and thus save the money from the the metal that's currently on it. But the plastic cover is going to be all tied towards iMac colors. That'll make it kind of sexy in a strange, odd kind of way. Get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about. The ETF market yesterday. The ETF market yesterday was problematic. It broke down hardcore yesterday. Anyhow, uh, find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. Find me on Facebook group page, Cron4 Rob Black. That's K-R-O-N-4 Rob Black. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about 
Should you pay down your mortgage? Should you not pay down your mortgage? Insurance or no insurance? You tell me. 800 1220 It's 800-516-1220. On AM 1220, KDOW. Talking all things financial money, investing, much, much more. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. One of the problems with talking money is that it doesn't always mathematically make sense over the airwaves. Hmm. What's that mean? Um, mortgage payments. A lot of people don't understand how mortgages work, whether they should pay them off or not. Mortgages have recently got a short-lived pullback. Mortgage rates eased a bit this week, even as there's been a spike in the 10-year treasury. The benchmark 30-year fixed-rate mortgage fell to 4.12%. That compares with the 4.14% last week. Mortgages in this week's survey had an average total of one-third of a basis point discount and origination points. One year ago, that rate stood at 3.89%. Four weeks ago, you could have got that 30-year fixed mortgage with 3.74%. 15-year fixed, lower. So 30-year fixed is averaging 412 on $165,000 loan, 15-year, 3.3, 5-year arm, 2.9. Week over week, year over year, you know, $165,000 loan at 4.12% comes up to about $800 a month. On a 15-year loan, $165,000 over 15 years comes up to about 1163 on a five-year arm, it's just a scotch on the 3%, $165,000, five years adjustable rate. It's $684. So on a week-to-week basis, that $165,000 loan became a buck ninety-two more expensive on a 30-year fix. Factor that out by four weeks in a month, factor it out by 12 months in a year, and it doesn't seem like much. But if you live in the Bay Area, whether it's Seattle and or San Francisco, your home's probably got a loan on it higher than 165000 So maybe you have to times that by five. Let's say you have a $600,000 and your payment goes up two bucks a week. 
10 bucks a week, 40 bucks a month. Suddenly you're talking about $400, $500 a year. And at the end of last year, how much extra money did you have? You're like, oh, I kind of look paycheck to paycheck, but I saved a lot of money. And, you know, so you were either going to save less money, and $500 is significant, and or have, you know, $500 in the hole. So mortgage rates fall from a 14-month high. The increase is looming. We know that. As far as paying off your mortgage, should you pay off your mortgage early? A lot of people get that bonus of $500 to $1,000, and they're like, I'm going to send it in. Does that make any sense? The perennial question is, should I prepay my mortgage? The answer depends on a combination of things. First and foremost, how high is it? Your interest rate that you're paying on your mortgage, as well as psychologically, how comfortable are you with finances? A lot of people prepay a mortgage because they're uncomfortable with finances. They don't want debt. You should always pay off a credit card. A credit card is different than a loan, a mortgage loan. It's helpful to understand that mechanically what happens when you make an extra payment or a partial principal payment on your mortgage. You make your regular payment and you send in an additional $1,000. It applies to the principal to the furthest away in time mortgage payment. It doesn't lower your current payment. So next month you're going to still have the same full payment, but your last couple of payments are going to be lower. That's the idea. Your total principal mortgage gets reduced by a thousand bucks if you prepay a thousand dollars, but it's not going to affect in any way, shape, or form your current monthly mortgage costs. The question is, is what? Let's say you have a five percent mortgage, right? Conventional wisdom is that you get 5% on your return on investment, but you don't actually get 5% on your return on investment because you're paying off the last part of the mortgage, not the front part. So if the cost of money in the last couple of years is 10% and you paid it off at 5%, you actually haven't saved money because had you put that money in the bank and earn 3% for the next 25 years, and then later on you save on the interest. But let's say the interest rate's 10% at that point in time. Well, then your savings in the bank's going to be higher too, right? And this is where talking mortgages sucks. It fails. It's, I don't think half of you understood what I just said. When you prepay your mortgage, it comes off the, the last few payments. It doesn't come off the f- next few payments. So you don't save 6% on a 6% mortgage. You don't save 5% on a 5% mortgage. Your home will go up or down in value regardless if it's paid for or not. You lose the ability to earn income, and you give that cash to the bank, so they're actually making off on you. There's an inflation scenario for sure. To return to the problem, you're now prepaying losing to inflation, what you save later in interest. A future high inflation rate can illustrate, you know, the forward rates problem. Now, again, if you're talking credit card debt, pay it off. There's no doubt about it because you actually will lower your payment immediately. But if you're talking about current mortgage rates, 
which some people have got mortgage rates as low as 3%, 4%. I think the return on your investment is better on our side of the fence than on their side of the fence, i.e. the banks. Especially if you can like max out your 401k with that extra $1,000, where you're not paying federal taxes on it until you retire. Gross tax deferred comes out at a lower tax bracket in theory. So you have to argue against yourself because you're like, I know it's good to pay down credit card debt, but it's not good to pay down mortgage debt. No, it's not good to pay down mortgage debt. You're listening to me, Rob Black, host of Rob Black and Your Money. Listen to me today from 1 to 2 on the CFP Chad Burton Show. You listen to the Wall Street Business Network. Find me online at robblack.com, robblack.com. Got an event coming up very soon, probably in your neighborhood. You'll find out more about it at robblack.com. One of my favorite songs. It's just the lyrics are fun. Now you're saying you're playing the 16 year old school mom again, aren't you? Yeah. The good old days, the honest man, the restless heart, the promised land, the subtle kiss that no one sees, a broken wrist, and the big trampeze. Don't mind. You don't mind. I don't shine if you don't shine. Oh, my. Put your back on me. Put your back on me. Put your back on me. Great lyrics there where it goes. The teenage queen, the loaded gun, the drop-dead dream, the chosen one, the southern drawl, the world unseen, the city wall, and trampoline. One thing I can't do, I don't know about you, but I can't write song lyrics. I once took a playwriting class in college, and it was filled with a bunch of pretentious people sitting in a circle, and the teacher was a guy named Steve Carter, who I think is one of the greatest American playwrights of all time. Just because he's not produced on Broadway doesn't mean he doesn't write good lines. But what was killing me was how pretentious everyone was. I said, so why did you take this class? He's a southern, African-American, black. And people are like, I took this class because I'm going to write the three plays about Ariel. One of them's going to be a man named Ariel. One of them's going to be a woman named Ariel. And one of them's going to be a god named Ariel. And it just kind of went around like, I'm going to be great. And it got to me. And I was like... I'm dead frightened of plays. And I think that's the truth. I think that's 
one of the things that you can really do well in your in your world of find something that makes you uncomfortable and play with that. Doing the comfortable things, you end up watching Two and a Half Men, worst show on television of all time. The worst show on television of all time. Try to do something a little bit uncomfortable. I've always wanted to do stand-up in my life. Just once to say that I did it. And I've got a friend who's a stand-up comedian. And I, I begged him, I will introduce you at your gig next year. And he always thought I was kidding. And I was like, he finally, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Anyhow, um, Read My Mind is the song by The Killers on their second album, Sam's Town. It was released in 2006. It only peaked at number 62 on the Billboard Top 100. But in 2009, the song was called 100 Greatest Songs of All Time. It was number 57. Absolute Radio's 100 Best Songs of the Decade called it number 71. And yet, in the year that it was released, it only hit number 62 on the billboard. So it's easy. And what's successful are two different things. And success sometimes is, is it's looked back upon. You know, when I was buying my 401k in 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, I wasn't necessarily feeling like, hey, look at me, I got all this money in the world. But looking back on it, I'm pretty positive. So it's, it's sometimes it's perspective that helps you enormously. Read My Mind is a song that's kind of melodic, like Duran Duran, which, again, we get in hindsight that Duran Duran was a fun band. At the time, we are like, they're all, like, European, like, glamorous. But in hindsight, we sing along to Duran Duran songs anytime they come on radio. But what was cool about Read My Mind and The Killers, it's, it's part Duran Duran, part Bruce Springsteen. Because it's got that great tale inside of their songs. Anyway, um, side note, it was also on Friday Night Lights, one of the greatest TV shows of all time. It was a favorite song from the soundtrack of a TV show. Um, it was also used on ER. The ER that we all know with Anthony Edwards? No. Latin American version. Just throwing it out there for you. Just throwing it out there for you. So ETFs got really crushed yesterday. And I think this is kind of like the... Okay, Fed Reserve said they're going to stop buying debt. Instead of buying $80 billion a month, they're probably going to buy $60 billion a month in September. That's still hella good. Okay? I know you're saying, did you just use hella? I think that's the first time you've ever used hella. I feel uncomfortable. I feel dirty. I, I feel like I should wash myself for just saying that. So that caused the markets, to, all markets, whether you were Japan or Malaysia, whether you were New Zealand or Australia, whether you were Brazil, all markets went down based on the Federal Reserve saying we're going to buy less debt. The only thing they did well was cash. But what I find, and again, that was the story yesterday. All markets are down. 
now that this, the smoke is settled or the rubble is settled and we're starting to see the smoke parse out, ETFs got swept up in general panic, and that scares me a little bit for the average investor. The average investor panicked yesterday. Traders sold off, ETFs got cheaper. The discount between the price of the ETF and the assets they made up, it widened. People were redeeming underlying assets from banks, from their brokers, from their 401k. So at one point in time, there was a Citigroup trader that told another trader, I can't do any more redemptions today. Due to capital requirements, we're maxed out on the amount of collateral we have out. Wow. The problem with ETFs yesterday was that they ended up driving the price of the underlying assets that make them up. So you own a Global X fund. You own a Mortgage Stanley Country Index China fund. Investors started to talk yesterday. One of the biggest, most taxing jobs on Wall Street, again, which you won't grasp, is getting under the hood of an ETF and what's really going on inside of it. The actual value of the asset ceases to matter as the activity of the ETF takes over. So assets were getting marked down aggressively based on panic. LeBron James gave an epic speech. Give him credit. He seems to arrive um, when it comes to time. Tag mode all night. He seems to arrive. And let's hear that sound bit a bit one more time. He was in attack mode all night. He was in attack mode all night. In a moment of being a superstar, of being surrounded by people that love you, he said, I'm LeBron James from Akron, Ohio, from the inner city. I'm not even supposed to be here. And you stop for a second and you go, okay, you're freakishly tall. You were freakishly tall in high school. You're, you are supposed to be there. But then you go to the inner city of Boston, of Washington, D.C., of San Francisco, of Oakland. And 99.99% of those people won't have all the money in the world. Won't have the stage of the world looking at you. It was a nice moment. Just a nice, subtle statement. from Ak- I'm from Akron, Ohio, in the inner city. I'm not supposed to be here. And he actually threw in his name. I'm LeBron James. And what's nice about that is he, he has an identity that he associates himself with. And again, it's easy to hate him. It's easy to love him. I was pulling against him. I think I always want the underdog to win. Anyway, I don't know. You're saying you watch too much TV these days. <laughs> Maybe I do. Do you know the average American watches TV for two hours and 50 minutes a day? Time spent sleeping edged up to eight hours and 44 minutes a day. So let's just play with this statistic here for a second, okay? Stay with me here for one second. Americans watch TV for two hours and 50 minutes a day. We sleep for eight hours and 44 minutes a day. Let's add that up, right? 11 hours, right? What do you think we do as far as work per day? 
Mm. The average American age 15 or older spent three hours and 32 minutes working. Three hours and 32 minutes working. That's not good. When we spent on leisure time, five hours and 22 minutes a day. Five hours and 22 minutes leisure. TV time, two hours and 50 minutes. Sleeping, it's edging up eight hours and 40 minutes. I wish I could sleep eight hours and 40 minutes. The average American spends 32 minutes a day doing work-related activities. That's not good. Three hours and 32 minutes a day. We're almost watching more TV than working. We're definitely sleeping twice as much as we're working. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin through San Francisco. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. When you think Mayflower, you know that it landed on Plymouth Rock, right? Truth is, they actually landed at Provincetown on Cape Cod. Right? Isaac Newton invented calculus before his university closed. Isaac Newton invented calculus before his university closed. Why did his university close, you ask? Oh, the bubonic plague. So that's the jerk who invented calculus. Right? I loved calculus and trigonometry in high school. Hated. Hated other topics, but certain parts of math I was very, very good at. Certain parts of math, not so good at. Um, I don't know. Sylvester Sloan, he invented the script of Rocky. He made it. It was offered $350,000 for the script. He had $100 in the bank. He said no. I know you're thinking, is Rob Black a mysteriously odd dude who loves Rocky Balboa? No. Is Rob Black a guy who thinks that he's from the streets and rose to power? No. Erwin Winkler offered him $350,000 for the script. He was determined to make that script into a movie. He decided to act out his own character 
And that had to be tough. Telling a movie executive, yeah, I want to play the lead character. Yeah, I wrote it. So Winkler, who tried to buy the script, came up with a million dollars for the production. $1.1 million. They mortgaged their house. Gamble paid off. Rocky was the highest grossing film in 1976. I bring up Sylvester song, Go Adrian. Because everyone can relate to it. Everyone's seen it. Everyone knows the story. But did you know there's math tied towards it? Did you know that Lord of the Rings isn't a trilogy? Lord of the Rings is a single novel with it. Six books tied towards it and tons of appendices. It's published in three volumes. People call Lord of the Rings the trilogy. And it's not. Did you know the reason why? It's because paper was scarce and expensive at the time of publishing. The first volume was called The Fellowship of the Ring, published in Great Britain in 1954. There was a lot of corrections in it. So, instead of Tolkien's Elvin, the publishers were like Elfin, E-L-F-I-N, instead of Elvin, E-L-V-E-N. Dwarves with a V turned into dwarfs with an F. Anyway, I don't know if you know this, but Tolkien and Bonham, a lot of the greatest writers of all time, were buddies. Kind of odd and shocking, right? Olive Garden is luring diners with cheap eats. Two meals for $25. Olive Garden, Red Lobster chains. When I think Red Lobster, I think Dead Lobster. When I think Red Lobster, I think... Bad stuff. I caught you a delicious bass. company said it's going to keep stressing the affordability of its food in the year ahead. So Olive Garden is hitting the gas on promotions. They're tied towards starting restaurants. And tonight I will eat from a great San Francisco restaurant. A great meal. And I will think while I'm eating at a great restaurant. Good thing I don't live in Kansas City, because they're probably eating at Olive Garden tonight. Kansas City, not great not great food. Strategy raises some concerns amongst investors, because Darden Restaurants is publicly traded. You're trying to boost customer traffic, which is a priority, but two for 25 means you're cutting profit margins. So you'll probably hear that waitress go, would you like a big old fancy margarita with that? And you'll say, good God, these are the worst looking caps I've ever seen in my life. Who's your dentist? He should be arrested. For the quarter, Darden income last quarter fell 12% on rising costs and expenses. They earned $133 million. Olive Garden, Red Lobster, and also Longhorn Steakhouse. Sales at the Capitol Grill, Eddie V's, Season 52. They're part of their specialty restaurant group. 
sales rose a little bit more at their specialty restaurants versus their Olive Garden Red Lobster. But two for $20 is what they did during the deepest part of the recession. Now they're doing two for 25 As an investor, that scares you. So what do they do to appease investors? They raise their dividend. I know you're saying, Olive Garden is publicly traded? That makes no sense. Well, it makes more sense than McDonald's. I can't even figure out what the hell a nugget is. What part of the chicken does the nugget come from? You're the Rob Black and your money. Find me at line online, loin, robblack.com. It's robblack.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advice. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.